Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlantis here. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. We have a sermon, this is only part one of it, entitled, The Two Kinds of Christians. There's two kinds in the church. Did you know there, there are two kinds? Jesus had two kinds of followers, even in his ministry. Which one are you? I know what you're thinking. I need some more information. I'll find out which one I am. You got to watch this sermon. You're going to be blessed. Call a friend. Tell them to turn that television on. Take some notes because you have met these two kinds of Christians. I don't care what church you've been in. They're all and they're in all churches. So watch this. Be blessed. Get some revelation from God right now. The Apostle John, they, uh, God, Jesus just truly loved him because he stayed very close to Jesus was a special apostle, not that he was better, but just he was special because he, wherever Jesus went, he went too. He had a lot of uh, moral courage. Peter had a lot of physical courage. You see what I'm saying? But John, I mean, you know, he understood what God had done for him through Jesus Christ, the person. So if you've got your Bibles, I like the old King James Version. I want to read it, and then I'm a, we're going to deal with this particular passage or this uh, sermon the Lord has given us. It says, to the elder and to the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. What truth? We're going to deal with that in just a minute. You got to understand about the New Testament. New Testament, if you want to define it in one word, is correspondence. These people are writing to the churches that they have established and different things. God made it holy canon. So in John's mind, he's writing to Gaius, but in God's mind, he's writing the covenant church. He's writing to you. You can put your name in it. Gaius was his friend. You can put whatever your name is to my beloved, whatever your name is. See, in whom, I, I love that, whom I love in the truth. Verse two, beloved, I wish above how many things? How many things? How many things? Now, it don't get no better than that, does it? All is a very small word with a big compass in it. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Everybody say prosper. Say prosper. Okay, say prosper again. For you that don't believe in that, there it is right there. <laughs> Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Or they work together very well. Even as your soul, the mind, the will, and the emotion prospereth. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. What truth? Beloved, I wish above all things that thou prosper. He was such a blessing, this man gave us. He received everybody in the church. He was a wonderful man. I mean, he, he, he blessed them spiritually, physically, financially. When you saw him, you knew something was good going to happen. He was walking in that truth. You can find that same truth in 2 John and also in 1 John. Look at this. For I, verse 3, for I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. What truth? What truth? Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. Because then you are a light in a dark place everywhere you go, spiritually, physically, financially. You should not have financial trouble. You should not have sickness trouble. You shouldn't have any of that. See, when you're walking in truth, yeah, but that's the problem. You need to get your butt out the way. There are no conjunctions in God. He means what he says and says what he means. I want to read that again, that, that, that verse right there. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, I want you to see, that is just so amazing to me. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brother and to strangers. I notice that. Let me read verse 4 again. I have no greater joy than to know here that my children walk in truth. Verse 5. Beloved, this is the generosity of Gaius. He's a giver. Not only of finance and money, but of time 
of love. When you see him, you see Christ in him, the hope of glory. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and the strangers. And the strangers. And the strangers. In other words, you have to be just as nice to strangers as you are to Christians. As you heard me say thousands of times, the only Jesus and people may ever see is the Jesus in you or the Jesus in me. I had a wonderful compliment this Saturday. I, uh, uh, Friday, I think it was. Friday. We went down to Mr. B's. Was it Friday? I think Friday or Saturday. I can't remember which one it was. Friday. And we had a little lunch down there. And, and we got there a little early. So Kathy said, let's walk the street a little bit. That's Royal Street. We like, we like that street. So as we were walking, I said, she said, let's go into French Antique. And I bought a lot of things there over the years. And the owner of it had passed away, Mr. Gagne, a real precious man, Jewish man. He was 84 years old, went home to be at the Lord. Well, his nephew runs it named Mark. Well, anyway, you know, so we walked in, we're looking around. We bought a lot of things and decorated the home, blah, blah. We love French furniture, you know. We're French people, you know, with a little of everything else in it. We could be Italian. We may even be black. We don't know. But we don't really care. It doesn't make no We're just glad we're here. Well, anyway, glory to God. We're walking in, and this man and his wife walks in. Watch this now. You got to understand, people are always watching you. You're always in sight of someone, somewhere, somehow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So they, this man walks in and he says, honey, you know who this man is? And the lady just looking, and he said, this is a very famous man. This is a very famous man. So I'm looking around. Who, who, who's in here? Who's famous? He said, no, you, you brother Jesse, aren't you? Jesse? I said, yes, I am. That's a very famous man. I said, no, I'm not. It's the Christ in me that's famous. I wasn't trying to be humble. Just telling the truth. And I was real nice to him. I said, what's your name? And, I, and he gave me his name and her name. We had a little, a little conversation. And they say, and, and, but Mark, who is the owner, was listening. Well, they walked out. You know, we walked in. And he said, you, have, you are so kind to people. He said, you've been coming here for years. He said, me and my uncle would always talk about that Reverend DePlan is so kind to people. We've been watching you all these years. We want to do what you do. And I looked at him, I said, and he's Jewish people. And I said, well, thank you, Mark. That's very kind of you to say that. No, but you said, you take time. You, were, you, you know, you're very kind to people, things of that nature. I said, well, thank you. He said, I want to do that for anybody walks in here. Even people don't, that you know, they may not know you, you walk up and go, hello, how you doing? You're, you're just nice. I want, I, I, I'm learning that, and I'm learning that from you. Ah. See, that's walking in a truth. For God so loved. Ah. Okay. So watch, we walked out, went to another, uh, while we're waiting on for the, the restaurant to open up, went to another store there. What's the name of that store? Harris. Harris. Now here comes another man and his wife. They're from Bogota, Colombia. Now I preached in Bogota. I preached at the convention center there, blessing them. And he was just telling me about this and that and all that. And really, I was very nice to him. And, and now the only says, you know, you are so kind. I said, well, what do you want me to do? Slap people when they come in? Here? <laughs> Why does people freak out when someone is polite and kind? Because they don't see it very often. You see what I'm trying to say? This is what John is talking about, Gaius. Gaius is one fine man. Now, you know, if he's a fine man, his family's a fine man. Fine people, you know. Watch this. So I want to read with you. Let me read that verse uh, five again. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers, which have borne witness of thy love, or charity means love, before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Because that for his name's sake, they went forth taking nothing of the Gentile. So Gaius would say, listen, I'm, I'm going to bless you. I'll feed you. I'll do whatever I can. Watch it. We therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellowshippers to the truth. Think about that. 
Isn't that something? I mean, he said, hey, all of us do this. Now, there's always a thorn in the bush. There's always somebody in the church who started out well. They started out as a rose and wound up as a thorn. Why? It's going to tell you this. I wrote into the church, verse 9, but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence, that means everybody got to recognize who he is, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. Now, here's the founder of the church. Evidently, at one time, this man, Diotrephes, was a very nice man. He was a leader, an elder, may have been a pastor. But then all of a sudden, a proud look began to take him over. I've had that happen here. I've had previous pastors, not, not, not your David, I'll say that, to help you out, would say they'd get mad when people, when I, uh, uh, they would get mad when I'd walk in, everybody would run up to him, hey, but just, they didn't see me in a while. See what I'm saying? they say, well, why, 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 did, why did they notice him? Well, fool, I built the place. You see what I'm saying? Because that's just so stupid. That's a proud look. That's the beginning of great trouble in someone's life. You see what I'm saying? And uh, uh, oh yeah, I've had them happen. They say, oh, yeah. they show him such. What, 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 my, he, I was paying him. My name was on his check. But you see, when you get prideful, you get blind as a bat. Why? Because the only person you can see is yourself. You see that? That's diatrophy. He started out good. But he wants preeminence. I want y'all to know who I am. We had one person here who said, I don't get enough camera time. <laughs> he ain't here no more. <clears throat> me, I don't particularly care for the camera on me because sometimes you got this itch you want to scratch, but you can't <laughs> because the world's watching you. You never thought of that, did you? See, if you want to pick your nose, nobody going to, I'm going to see it, but no one else will because I'm looking at you. <laughs> So watch this, Diotrephes is his name. I think I said say his name. I wrote it to the church, verse 9. But Diotrephes, who loveth to have the premise among, among them, receiveth us not. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds, which he doeth, pr prating against us. So he was saying very ugly words about the apostle John. Against us with malicious words, and not content therewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren. He wouldn't have anybody else. And forbidden them that would. In other words, if you was nice to somebody and next day, he'd get mad about that. And casted them out of the church. So he figured he would use the authority. Why don't you just leave, leave the church? Because he wanted total power. John writes this, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God. Well, praise the Lord. But he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Now watch this. I like verse 12 because we find another nice guy. Demetrius hath good report of all men. Everybody like Demetrius, just like they like Gaius. And of the truth itself. Why? He's walking in that truth. Yea, and we also bear record. And you know that our record is true. In other words, he said, I honor Demetrius. Then he says this in verse 13. I had many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee. But I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. Peace be to thee. Our friends salute thee. Greet their friends by name. In other words, you ought to know them. I want to talk this morning about the two kinds of Christians that's in churches. There's the good kind and there's the bad kind. Don't look around here. Don't spot nobody. Put your eye on someone. 
The Gaiuses and the Demetrius, wonderful people. Diotrephes was a wonderful person until pride took him over. Let me take it even further than that. Lucifer was a wonderful cherub. He was a worship angel. Walked amongst the stones of fire. When he walked, music came from his body. Tabrets were put in him. That's why everybody noticed him. What a creation God created. See, God created Lucifer. Lucifer created Satan. But a pride came upon him because he wanted preeminence. You see, and he did not stop that. Look, the Bible says six things the Lord hate, and the seventh is an abomination. One of those six things is a proud look, not just being prideful, but a proud look. I know some ministers, they, they got that look like, let me bless you with my presence. You could have stayed at home, sucker. I didn't need to know you all. You know what I'm trying to say? I want to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the good first. And I want you to write these points down because I believe it will help you here to be what you're supposed to be. See, we walk in truth to either Jesus comes or we go by the way of the grave. So write this down. A true Christian, excuse me, true Christianity is not only a helper in the church, but must be also a lover of the brethren, even if they are strangers. Let me say this again. True Christianity is not only a helper in the church, people, you know, volunteering and stuff, but must be also a lover of the brethren. In other words, you love everybody. Even if they are strangers. Doesn't make no difference if you don't know them. Have you ever went to a church and nobody ever went up to you? Has, no one, has anybody ever had that happen? They wouldn't say hello, goodbye, go to hell, something, something. I don't mean that to be rude. That's just the truth. You, I, take anything. They just look at you like. That's not true Christianity. That's not truth. That's not walking in the truth. Let me say it again. True Christians or true Christianity is not only a helper in the church but must be also a lover of the brother. Now, Gaius and Demetrius was like that. Even if they are strangers, when people walk in, hey, thank you for coming. You honor us today. I hope, what can we do for you? I remember when I wasn't saved. Kathy got saved about, about two years before I did. I think it was a year and a half, two years, something like that. And uh, we, we were in, uh, where's that? Binghamton, New York. Because she told me about this, Betty. I didn't know. You know. I never went to church. I mean, you know, I went to church when I got married and I didn't like it, so I never went back. I did go one time and I cussed out the pastor and I certainly didn't go back again. I was crazy in them days. But Kathy and Jody, every time we went to a city, she would find a church. I would maybe do four to six weeks. You know, I was a rocker, you know, playing these different places and things of that nature. So to make a long story short, this particular church, Kathy really liked it because as soon as she walked in with Jody, Jody must have been, what, two years old, I guess? Something like that. I don't know, a year and a half, two years old, something like that. They saw Kathy walk in and said, thank you for coming to our church. I don't know if Kathy said, well, you know, we're, we're working here for just a few weeks. And they noticed Jody said, oh, let me sit you with a, with a family that has the same uh, child like you have. Am I correct? What's that? Other girls. I was a girl then. Yeah, she was a girl then. <laughs> I don't understand what you said. Okay, girls. Okay, yeah, but they know you're a girl, Kathy. Just look at your hat. Praise God. We understand that. We ain't, we ain't dealing with gender here. Let's, it's my sermon. Just listen. It's my sermon. Just listen. They brought her. No, I didn't ask you. You just jumped. You jammed in there. But she will do it, you know. When you've been married 51 years, 
you know. Okay. So what? They brought it to, to, a, to a girls that were the same age as she was with the same child kind of so she could be comfortable in their midst. That was a very wonderful thing. And she was a stranger. Now, when I played music, when I worked the big, big clubs, people like Vegas and all the kind of stuff, I remember they would rent uh, big, huge rooms and have Christian things going on. All right? Now, I might be playing the, uh, uh, you know, the lounge or the, or, the, or the big room or whatever, and they might be having a big Christian event going on, you know, because they got a lot of huge uh, hotels with a lot of space, you know. And, I, and we used to uh, pause, and we'd say, we're going to pause for the cause, because the cause causes the pause. We'll be back in about 20 minutes. Walk off. Now, here, if anybody needed to get saved, I did, because you had to see the way I look. I mean, I got the hair. I got the embroidery jeans. I got a, a, a glass of whiskey in my hand, all kinds of stuff. They would walk by with those little name tags, Christian with the cross on them. Not one person in my whole history of playing music ever witnessed to me other than Kathy and my mother. Not one. If anybody needed Jesus, I did. You think they cared? No. They just walked by. I'm glad they did. But where was the light? Where was the truth? You know, I would have listened because even when I was a sinner, I was nice until you said something you shouldn't have said. Now, if you talked about your religion, I didn't get mad about that. Now, you cuss me, then you got a fight on your hand. And I don't care. I wasn't big enough to whip nobody, but a truck, a car, a baseball bat, a gun, and a knife will do a lot of damage. That's just the way it was back in them days. See, when people would walk in the church, Gaius would come up to them. Demetrius would come up to them and say, hey, let me welcome you. Thank you for coming. Why, isn't that amazing? Mm. Write this down. Your practical life must be in harmony with your professed creed. Your practical life must be in harmony with your professed creed. In other words, if you believe in love, you ought to exhibit love. If you believe in patience, you ought to exhibit patience. If you believe in healing, you ought to be well healthy. If you believe in prosperity, you ought to be wealthy. Well, I lost a few of you right there. <laughs> because, see, you've been taught for 2,000 years that's not right. When they're wrong and you're right. You see, in other words, your, your, your spirit should be a part of what you believe. Let me say it again. Your practical life must be in harmony with your professed creed. I had a friend of mine not long ago. He said, you know, I was watching you on television. I didn't know you spoke in tongues. I said, you want to hear some more? Uh, uh, yeah. I just prayed in the Holy Ghost. I can, I can turn the Holy Ghost switch in a second. Amen. I ain't got no problem. I don't care if I'm in public. Well, because that's my professed creed. Well, I didn't care if I'd cuss in public when I was a sinner. I didn't care if I sinned in public. Ain't nobody, you know, why should I care if I let the love of God come out of my life in public? Amen. See, that's being practical and producing your professed creed. That's what it means to be a good Christian. See, write this down. If we are not in Christ, we're not in church. I'm going to add that to that point. Your practical life must be in harmony with your professed creed, 
Because if you are not in Christ, you're not in church. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You think I just go to church on Sunday? I go to church every day. Morning, noon, and night, I carry church with me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Glory to God. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to be a Christian who walks in truth every day, everywhere I go. And I know you do too. What do I do? How does that happen? I make my daily life line up with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I live in harmony with my professed creed. In other words, I express and live by what I believe, what I say. See, you got to understand that. When you understand that, then people say, now that's a true Christian because what he or she says, they do. You see, I love Gaius and Demetrius in the word. They picked up the spirit of Christ through the apostle John. They walked in the truth and love of Jesus. How did they do that? By the way they lived and treated others, even strangers. I don't care if they're not in your church. I don't care if you're just you're in the mall. You must let your light shine. We must be beacons of light to the world, a light in darkness. And that's what I mean by that, to be courteous in every which way, shape, or form. In other words, I, I do this even now, and it shocks people. I, I'll open up doors for ladies if I'm in a mall. I don't care if they're uh, 14 years old or 80 years old. It doesn't make any difference to me. Why? Letting my light shine. Father, I ask you to bless people today. Minister greatly to them right now that they learn from you how to walk in line the way the Word of God says. We decree it and declare it today in Jesus' name. And I mean that sincerely. Jesus, name, Christ in you, the hope of glory. I had a person tell me that the other day. They said, man, there's just something about you. I said, yeah, I know what it is. And they said, what? I said, Christ in me, the hope of glory. They said, oh, you're religious. I said, no, I'm born again. That's the difference. Man, look, even the children picked up on Jesus' wonderful spirit. They wanted to get around it. And they should be doing it to you too. Stay right there. Kathy is coming with some great glorious moments, testimonies sent by you that we can share with the world. Be blessed. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome to Glorious Moments. You know, God's doing so many glorious miracles in the lives of people through JDM. For 46 years, Jesse and I have been joyously bringing the gospel to the world and seeing results like this wonderful testimony from Maryland. It has been approximately six months since I heard about your ministry. Towards the end of De December 2021, I heard Jesse's message on why isn't my giving working. That was when I became a partner with your ministry. Ever since I heard that message, I started tithing, planting my seeds, gave my first fruits, and gave alms. I was not sure in the beginning if I could afford it. I told myself that I would at least give it three months. But I believed in the word you delivered from God. Wouldn't you know that in April of 2022, my boss came to me and told me to come into his office. He wanted to give me a raise. Now keep in mind that he, he gave me an, an annual 3% raise toward the end of 2021. And now he decided to give me another raise of $20,900 a year. I knew as soon as he told me this, that this was of God. I have never known a boss to offer me a raise without first requesting it myself. So thank you for sending me that word. I have the utmost respect 
and I look forward to seeing you one day in person and listening to your sermon in person. Needless to say, I will continue on my path of obedience to God. You know, I pray that this testimony has encouraged you to stand in faith for your glorious miracle. Psalms 106 verse 2 in the NLT says, Who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord? Who can ever praise Him enough? If your life has been impacted by our ministry, I hope that you'll send me your testimony. I want to praise God with you for all that He is doing in your life. God bless you. I believe that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. I hope you're enjoying the program today. I hope there's revelation coming into you. And you know, no matter what other people do, it's what you do. That's what you do. It's you and, you and God, me and you. We just go together. Praise the Lord. Think about that. Partners, I can't thank you enough for all that you do for this ministry. Your faithful financial support is so vitally important to reach people, change lives one soul at a time. In this end time movement, you can see it. It is the days of Noah, ladies and gentlemen. Go study that out. You will see that. Jesus is coming. So help me to get more people saved, healed, blessed, and touched. I'll get discouragement out of them. I'll get depression out of them. I know how to do that. And I thank you for your faithful financial support. I hope I say thank you enough, me and Kathy. It's such a blessing. We're also offering my message, Christianity is a revealed religion for your August partnership. This message has great revelation that will help you find out how to grab hold of God's resurrection power and reveal Christ alive in you every day. To get your copy, all you got to do is go to jdm.org for all the information. And I tell you what, it's just such a blessing preaching this gospel. Once again, partners, you are my extended family, and I mean that sincerely. It's not because you support this ministry financially. You support it prayerfully. You love us. You love us. You understand. We love you. You understand our vision of what's going on, and it's just such a blessing of God. We can get this world saved. I know we can if we'll just believe God's word, get together. Two of us agree. I'll be you two. You can be my two, and it'll come to pass. Don't miss next week. Part two is coming of the two kinds of Christians. And I'm telling you, it's a revelation. They're in every church I've ever been in, two kinds. Which one are you? I think you already know that. Praise the Lord. So until next time, this is Jesse the Planets from New Orleans saying I love you. I really do. We'll see you very soon. God bless. Bye-bye. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I got a new product for you entitled The Two Kinds of Christians. There are two. There's some people that go to a church, but they're not in the church. Vast difference. There's two kinds of Christian, and you need to be the right one. I hope you can order this today. The two kinds of Christian will be a blessing to you. It will give you revelation of knowledge, and you'll know what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it. Get it today. Life is better when you never learn to doubt. In his new book, Jesse will show you how to shut doubt down. You can have more joy, more success, and full peace. I never learned to doubt. Now available at JDM.org. Faith is always a testimony to Christ's virtue and character in you. See, you're thinking in Christ. No, no, in you. 
Christ in you, the hope of glory. So like I said all the time, the only Jesus some people may ever see is the Jesus in you. Or the Jesus in me. Because the only way you're going to please God is through faith.